0: I don't the you know who's of you,
1: Well we're, we're all good we all good Jonathan great to have it once again on the show. How are you, Jonathan? I am Good. what are you gonna be talking
2: about
0: today? What are
1: you
3: saying, maybe?
1: So, what are we going to be talking about today?
3: Uh, tonight, we're talking about disability culture. So, shall I okay. kick us off with oh, our, cool, cool. our discussion points? Can
0: you,
2: can, can you explain
3: yeah. what disability culture is? Yep, yeah, sure. So, disability culture, it's, I guess, a term to describe uh, the disabled community, really and um, I I guess the sort of things involved in being disabled. um, Let's see if I can find the definition here for us. Uh, It's defined as the sum of total behaviors, beliefs, uh, ways of living and material artifacts that are unique to persons affected by disability. So basically that means uh, the community that's formed from the shared lived experience of having a disability. So it's practically the stereotype. Mm. Sort of it. It's more like, um, I guess having friends with disabilities because you have a disability, like sort of, uh, another sort of, oh, like analogy. The- yeah, go on. Like uh, expectation
2: expectations
3: sort of it, it can be that it's more or less just like mm-hmm. um i guess another term for being in a community based on like a um what was the word for it i can't think of the word for it, but, um yeah just being in a community on the basis of having a disability so Uh, I'm sure many of you guys have uh, friends on Facebook who you're probably linked to uh, from like sort of disability-related things. Like myself, for example, I have lots of friends all over the world um, who added me just on the basis that I'm a wheelchair skater. So it's sort of like shared interests and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I have I run a
1: Facebook page for people with disabilities. They share all their like, uh, information and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I'm in that disability culture, I guess. Yeah, well, like another yeah. example is um, being in... Funny, the, enough, the, page, well, funny enough, the page is called a wheelchair. So will as a will and share. Oh, yeah.
2: Okay, so like. You
1: yeah, know, you know, I'm the of disability control.
3: Yeah. can you say that again? So the.
1: Say it again, say what you said. What did you say before? Um. Are you talking to me? Yeah. Because you started out there. No, I was just talking to me. A Facebook page for people with yeah. disability that to share the information and all stuff and everything that's going on in the community. So yeah, I call that type. Yeah, you can find on Facebook. So yeah, that's uh, the disability culture I mean. But yeah, it's uh, I guess. Um, it's, it's okay to have people outside the local, like, you don't, you don't, it doesn't mean that you're in a wheelchair or you got a disability, that your circle of friends have to be people with disability. Um, look, I, I have friends from both uh, areas of the circle. people with disability and people without
2: a disability.
3: Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah,
3: like um, yeah, you was... yeah, I'll turn my mic off. My birds going off.
2: No one's got a bird.
3: <laughs> yeah, my birds decided he what wants to have a sing. Oh uh, he's a cockatiel. Cockatiel. I've always wanted a cockatiel. Yeah. They're cute little things, <laughs> but when, yeah. when they get into a singing mood, they certainly get going. Yeah. No.
1: Nice. Is that an male or female?
3: No, he's a little boy. Little oh boy. No, yeah, the boy ones are really singy. So if you want one that's quiet, and I recommend getting a female one. Okay. But yeah, cockatiels aside, uh, you make
1: a good point. Tim, how did the disability culture come about?
3: I guess disability culture came about from. Um, I think it stemmed more from the disability rights movement when people with disabilities uh, decided to come together to, I guess, fight for their their rights and stuff. So, um, excuse me if I'm wrong with the uh, exact dates of it, but I believe uh, the disability rights movement took off around, like, the 70s to 80s in the U.S. Yeah. Uh, yeah it, it stemmed around then. And, yeah, disability culture, it's, it's more or less just having friends in a similar circle with, like, similar sort of experiences or background on the basis of disability, really.
2: It's, you know, I think it's a good thing and it's also, um, it could be good and it could be limited for others. To, yeah, one, exactly. people.
3: yeah, you make a good point because you don't want to confine yourself um, to just having friends in the disability circle only, you, you want to be part of society as a whole because that's part of what we fight for is to not be and, and, segregated. And, and, and also, you don't want
1: to be experienced different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, Um, I guess people who don't see that way, I just feel ignorant. Yeah, there's ignorance. Yeah, um, there, there is a, I believe a Netflix a documentary about this. Uh, yeah, uh, it's this It's a really good show. What was the name of that Netflix show? Ah,
3: uh, working for more.
1: I think it's with with with. Are you
3: talking about Crip Camp?
1: Ah, uh, that's on Netflix now. Um, has, it, has anyone watched it?
3: Yeah. Nothing, but I've read through yeah. the synopsis. You're saying you've watched it. Uh, yes.
1: Uh, what the? What, no, I have not okay yet. But I, I will, I will. Like, you just want to run through all of this?
0: So... Cub Camp is about this summer camp, which took place in the 16 to 17. to improve the NDRS, but that's a topic for another episode. So, Tim, how can we... Develop disability culture further, and how can we educate the able-bodied community to? Recognize disability culture. I think I think we can
2: uh, we can have a, it's through education. We can recognize we can teach them mm-hmm. through education through, from school.
0: Mm-hmm. Start yeah. With them again.
3: Yeah, and another way we could um, educate people is through the media because that's a really powerful tool for, I guess, shaping the way that people think. Uh, Currently, when we look at the media, we kind of discussed this last week with Inspiration Porn, how uh, at this point in time, people with disabilities are used in the media as a sort of prop for making feel-good stories and stuff. But hopefully uh, through educating people, uh, particularly journalists and the people who write these stories, we can shift away from that and take a more positive approach that's based in advocacy and bringing awareness to, I guess, the differences in life between being a person with a disability versus being an able-bodied person.
2: What what would be what would be good if they have a, a if, uh, an actual what do you call it a soapy? They would have people with disability in it, different types.
3: Yeah. What what was but the
2: people, people, people identify what other people with these different disabilities can actually? experience and what others can do to help them. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know, The That's right, that's It's also, sort of...
1: Look, it's, it's, it's important to understand, important. it's important to understand that if you do, if you do have a disability, that does not limit you from being friends with people who are not people with disability. Are. So I have a lot of I have friends that do not have a disability, but I work my way around them to ensure that my uh, that I'm comfortable when I'm around them. And they're also comfortable when they're around me. And so people, people in the community, need to realise that, that when I'm with my friends, that they are my indeed my friends, and not my support workers or carers. Because there are people that are, I guess, ignorant. And just because I'm hanging out with a person that does not have a disability, does not make them my support worker or carer. Yeah. So, do you, you often get that?
2: Yeah. That that's that's why that's why the NDIS is.
1: And it can be frustrating.
2: That's why the NDIS is. Yeah. You. you get your own support workers when you need
1: them. Exactly. Exactly. Either rel-
2: you don't, you don't either
1: exactly. I I feel embarrassed.
2: Yeah. You don't rely on your like, I feel quite
1: embarrassed when someone comes up to me and he goes, ah, you're having a good day with your carer. And this is my friend from university, from school. Not my carer. And it, it, it impacts me. It impacts my mental health. I get the same thing. I get the
2: same yeah. thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm here to have a good time but because of that one comment it's affected me mentally it's now yeah. become uh, a bad day for me
3: yeah like,
1: how do i how do we address that
3: yeah uh, do you see uh, what yeah. i'm saying it, it comes back to changing perceptions in the media because that's really what shapes the public's point of view on these sorts of topics. And to answer the first part of the question, Jonathan asked about how do we advance disability culture? I think a good way is using the tool of social media because we are now in a society that's so connected and we've seen that in these times of COVID-19 that we can use the internet as a tool to stay connected we can use that as a way to, I guess, create a group or something where it can have a mix of people with disabilities and people without disabilities. And hopefully a model like that would extend Mm -hmm. into society and encourage inclusion and also show people that just because you're friends with someone with a disability, it doesn't make them, you know, your carer or something because I, I get that all the time as well. And in particular, I've had uh, quite humorous instances. Uh, my younger sister, she's 21, so uh, she's nonverbal and has autism. And she is able-bodied apart from that. And whenever I go out in public with her, people often do the thing where they, you know, go to talk to the able-bodied person. And because my sister doesn't respond, people get really awkward and they don't know what to do. So that's another point where education is a key thing, that just because somebody's disability isn't visible, it doesn't mean that they don't have one.
2: Well, right, that... yester, uh, yesterday, yesterday I had a friend, a relative, freaking out. I know exactly where I am, all the time. I might be blind, but I still know where I am she ask me, do you know where we are exactly? I go, yeah, we're right here. I'll name the shop we're next to. Or the street we're next to.
3: Yeah, because people Mm -hmm. assume just because we have some impairment that that we don't know any better.
2: She she told me, you amazed me. How
3: do you know? Yeah, people fail to acknowledge that. With your sight, Um, impairment you still have all your other senses so you can hear where you are you uh, I guess have a mental map of where you are and you you don't need sight to Mm. go out in society and function and that's a misconception that people have because sight is the only thing they know so they think that's the be all and end all and it, it goes the same way for other disabilities as well people think if you can't walk it's the end of the world and you can't do anything, but we're all proof that that's a lie. Uh-huh. Yep, yep.
2: Like once, yeah, once I still the guy that used to work at Vision Australia, the front, the front desk guy. You ring, and he'll just hear your voice. Yep. <laughs> he'll, he'll name you. He'll know who you are. Well,
1: Cool, cool. He's like, he's,
2: so there's that like friends, hundreds of clients.
3: Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. As we What's always that? say, it always
3: comes back to education, and that that happens through schools, media, just really going out in public, and people being exposed to people who are different from themselves.
2: Yeah, true, true. I think I think that's
1: been so. Sometimes, sometimes you have to be arrogant with people, sometimes you, you can't let um, emotions get in the way. Uh, yeah, like me and all the sensitive people out there, you can't let emotions take over because. That's what makes that. That's what makes the difference between having a great time as to uh, not being in the moment anymore. Yeah. Down on you, then you should. I I guess respond arrogantly and not let emotions get in the way. Yeah.
3: But,
1: to bring um, us back okay, to our uh, main point. Yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, yeah, like I was saying, um, it's uh, and it's totally okay to hang out with people that uh, don't, do not have a disability. Like I said, yeah, yeah never let your emotions in. But, um, yeah.
3: Anyway,
1: going back to disability culture,
3: yeah I, I was gonna yeah. ask the what say I was gonna ask the question of, of you guys personally for yourselves do you find it's comforting having uh, people with disabilities in your friendship circle so when you do have the issues of people mistaking your able-bodied friends your carers does it make it easier for you to i guess have someone to relate to and share ways of coping with that. Look,
1: um, I was in a mainstream school. So um, I was with all the people that were able bodied. So I was the only person at the wheelchair at the bottom. Um, it was when I got out of the school, that I started with disability. So um, I guess it's uh, I like got the best of both worlds. I guess. I I'm a friendly person, down to earth. I will hang out with anyone, and everyone's welcome to in my circle. Yes, yes. I've learned to be resilient and arrogant. I guess um, negative people. So I I. I encourage the positive people to join my circle. Able-bodied or people with disabilities. Everyone's welcome. But yeah, what about you, David?
2: Me, hey, I've yeah. accepted, I've, I've, I've grew up with people with able-bodied and no uh, disabilities. I accept, I accept people with disabilities and I've started to because ever since I've become blind, after after the age of 19, I've met more uh, disabled people yep. and I hang out with both. I don't discriminate. Mm-hmm. I can hang out with disabled people or yeah. with disabilities or non-disability. No. Mm-hmm. I'll get to the gym more, so...
0: Mm-hmm. What do you, Jonathan? Let's I you. get <laughs> in I need as more a that
3: Yeah, yeah that makes complete sense and it kind of leads us to our third point of discussion is like how I guess the disabled community has in recent years reclaimed some words that would previously be referred to as slurs. So part of my ableism, but when you refer to yourself as a disabled person or crip. So those used to be terms that were quite negative and used to put people with disabilities down. And now in modern days, some members of the disabled community quite proudly use those words to describe themselves and use it as a point of identity. Mm.
2: Talking about disability, people with able bodies or or people of the community. Today I was walking and coming from my home, going somewhere, walking a footpath, Neighbor had a truck half outside, half, half half on the on the footpath, and it half in, inside the house, mm. and I walked straight into it.
1: Ooh.
2: well, straight That's into so it. That's good. bit bloody,
0: but what can you do? Nah. We got we gotta educate community to.
2: Make the footpaths clear, all right. Park the car inside, leave the rub exactly on the grass, not on the footpath.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Really rubbish, exactly, exactly. rubbish really, down on the
1: road. yeah, yeah,
2: out of, out of way because if it's out of That's our sight... I
3: agree. Yeah, exactly,
0: and it, it doesn't.
1: Provides a safe environment. Yeah, go on. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'll just like it provides a safe environment for all of us. Not not only for the blind, but
3: yeah. for also for yeah, the to...
2: wheelchair.
3: Yeah, exactly. I, I was just going to yeah. say that because when people park their cars over footpaths and stuff. Uh, often wheelchair users will have to like go on the road in order to get around it, and that in itself is quite dangerous. And it's a okay. same scenario for vision impaired people if you have to go on the road to navigate it. That just makes things really unnecessarily dangerous.
2: And also with mothers
3: with prams. Yeah, and extends beyond so- that. Mothers with prams, people who might be pushing trolleys or something. But,
0: yeah, yeah. I yeah. guess it comes down to common decency. we mm. need to create a society. Disability is a bad thing, we need Mm -hmm. to show people what is disability culture because Until we do, I think the general public will see us as a burden on the tax system. We have to say we're more than the NDIS. We are people.
3: Yeah, exactly. I agree with all your points, Jonathan. I think another way that we could promote inclusion from an early age would be to go back to the idea of having those camps, but you have it so it's mixed ability. So you've got children with disabilities and children without disabilities. And that would be a really awesome thing because I remember when I was a kid growing up, I went to a school that had a special ed unit and I was exposed to disability at a young age. So I learned from young age that it wasn't something scary it wasn't something bad and I remember going on school camps and we had the kids with disabilities come along too and they would take part in all the activities and just be part of the group like it wasn't any issue and if they needed help the able-bodied kids would help out and you know not bat an eyelid and I think that's something that we need to instill in these generations and the younger ones in particular is that it's, you know, not a bad thing to have friends who are different from you.
2: It's like nurturing the mind of, of a child when he's young, when they're young. They, if you nurture, if they're nurtured properly, they'll learn to, to appreciate people with disability and know how to approach
3: it. Yeah, exactly. And, and young kids in particular, they don't have the biases that adults do because that's something you get taught. Nobody's born racist, sexist, homophobic, ableist, any of that. It, it's all stuff that we learn subtly as we grow up. And if we can change the lessons that people take on from a young age, we'll create a more inclusive society for everyone.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And the good thing about conc- uh, inclusion, yeah, uh, what's good, uh, community, um, we, we can learn off each other. Like, if someone with mm-hmm. a wheelchair yeah. needs help with something and they know another person in a wheelchair, that person can teach them where to get that thing or other things. Yeah
3: we don't know exactly and that comes back full circle to what the disability community is so examples of that like uh spinal cord injury groups on facebook people who have spinal cord injuries join the groups and they learn different tips and tricks to you know help them get through daily life and it can extend beyond that and another point is People with disabilities are just as varied and different as people without disabilities, because at the end of the day, we are people. So with the disability community, we have like subgroups. So you've got people who are interested in say wheelchair rugby or people who are interested in power chair soccer, or people who are interested in arts and stuff. It's just as varied as what able-bodied communities are based off interest. Mm. yeah was there any other points Mm. that we should add
2: have we got any comments that have asked people have asked questions or
3: I'll just have a quick check I think it's just a bunch of people saying hi so hello to everyone who we haven't acknowledged I'm sorry that I haven't I've been in one window only. So, hello to everyone watching. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, hi, uh, thanks for joining us.
1: So, yeah, any last points uh, you want to add, David? I... Yeah, I got, I got thanks, nothing. Thanks now. for joining us,
2: everyone. And we say hi back yeah.
3: to you. <laughs> and while I've got you all here, uh, you can pop it in the comments, but would you guys be interested in hearing about the curb cut effect next week? So I can explain briefly what the curb cut effect is and then we can go in depth um, in another video about it. But it's how we were talking about earlier, how by people, you know, not parking their trucks in the middle of sidewalks that benefits not only people with disabilities, but people with strollers and stuff. So if you want to hear that, drop a comment or something, or we'll put a poll out later in the week and, Hopefully we can put together some really interesting content.
0: Yeah. Mm, amazing. Thanks, Tim. Mm. Okay. So I guess this is it. You will be listening to could protect. Oh, eight, seven, seven, eight. you protect. Know, a You're you You're Have a good night everyone, and join us next week for more Crypto. Bye.
1: Thank you guys. Thanks for watching
0: everyone. Bye. Bye.